The Gun Experiment proudly presents Chopping It Up. And here are your hosts, Mike and Big Keith. You always seem to somehow bring a dick out of me. I, you, you know, it's you, you make me a dick. I was sitting here saying to myself, man, maybe I should learn how to do this board. <laughs> I actually thought the other day, I was like, I think I'm going to make Keith do the board. I can't. I don't think I can control the, no, the, the the Google searching and the board. I don't know. Well, maybe I'll take the Google. You know what it is? It's hard. Like, I have to, like, I have to, like, keep track of what I'm saying and whatever. Oh, I don't? That's fair. <laughs> but not this part. Like, that, the part where I intro. That's true. That's right. That's the only part you really have to work the board. But, all right. So, before we get into anything, I don't want to go too dark further down this rabbit hole. But I have, I'm going to go on a little rant tonight. So before I go on this rant, because it'll sound, it's going to sound real petty after what happened tonight. I was so, just going to say, yes. I was going to so say. So I'm going to get this out there. So uh, we, we. I thought I was having a bad day. Yep. Yes. Yes. I thought I was having a bad day. And then perspective. And then perspective came quick. So really quick, we've never missed an episode. No. We've had things happen. COVID has happened. Sore throats have happened. I was puking my brains out one night and you actually produced the show. Yeah. We've never missed. Tonight was wild. One of our neighbor's houses went up in flames. Yep. Bad. Bad. Family's okay. Yep. Dogs are okay. I think a cat got left behind. I, maybe, but cats are pretty like slick. Like they, that cat could be like in the long, basement, long. something. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, possible. But for the most part, all is well except for the house. Yeah. So I wanted to say that you know, compared to that, everything else is small potatoes. Yeah. Okay. And now I'm going to go on my rant. Okay. So. A couple episodes ago, I was so excited because I took advantage of our government, state government, and oh, yeah. I sold a <laughs> shitty LCP. You turned in. I, I Yes, I turned in. I like to think I've sold. I, yes, I know. I, know I, I, I did a gun buyback, and I sold a shitty LCP for $500 in gift cards. And today, I found out that $300 of those gift cards were hacked. <gasps> and there's zero dollars left. They knew it was an LCP. I have no <laughs> idea what happened, but fuck you. If there's kids listening, turn the radio. Fuck you, New York. Fuck you, Tish. I, God damn it. Everything they do is fucking rotten. You got burned for 300 bucks of the 500? Yes. And my wow. wife has one of the cards now, and I'm hoping that that at least is good. I spent one How of did them- that happen? I mean, I, they, they I, gave you the cards, right? So here's the thing. I, I had a $50 card. I, I made it good, whatever. Made it go live, right? Activated it. Spent it. Was good. Then I had a couple others. I was waiting to like, you know, my wife's gonna need like grocery money. Like, hey, use this card and like give me cash so I can go buy guns with it. Yeah. And uh, I activated them all. And I was just like, ready to have them to just be like, here, go, go buy groceries or whatever. And I went to go buy gas today and $26 went into the gas pump and then it shut off. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I went to buy coffee with it and it was denied. And the next thing I know, I, I'm calling up, I'm on the phone for like three hours. Like, they're like, I don't know what's wrong. It's it's a prepaid card. And I'm like, they're like, did you buy some video game? I'm like, no, I didn't buy a video game. I'm like, this is gun money, motherfuckers. <laughs> they were like, where'd you get these from? I'm like, state of New York, for what? I was like, I fucking sold guns to the state of New York. <laughs> did you say that? I did. I, was like, I, st- <laughs> I sold guns to the state of New York and I got gift cards for them. <laughs> All right. Anyway, rant over. Rant over. Fuck you, New York. I fucking hate this state. I want to remind everyone that we release new content every Tuesday morning. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Don't get your gift cards hacked. Don't get your gift cards hacked. Today's episode is sponsored by Target Sports USA. Their new ammo offering, New Republic, was specifically engineered for performance and reliability, and Target Sports managed to hit the mark 
and at a very affordable price. I have to say it's like $12.99 a box or something. It's pretty cheap. New Republic is available in six calibers and all at a great price point. But if you want to get in on an even better deal, be sure to sign up for their Ammo Plus membership at targetsportsusa.com, which not only gets you 8% off of all of your ammo purchases, but also makes you eligible for their truck giveaway in September. That's Target Sports. If you're looking to support the gun experiment, me and Big Keith, join our growing community on Discord. Uh, There's a very easy way to do that. Just go to the show notes and there's a link that says join Discord page and you can be part of the only social media that features Big Keith. Before we introduce tonight's guest co-hosts, I want to talk about our new partnership with Four Patriots. FEMA recommends having enough food and water for at least 72 hours. Gotta listen to FEMA. You've heard that before, right? Uh, yeah, I have. Yeah. And Four I, Patriots- I, don't, I didn't care because FEMA said it. But. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes sense. Sure. Right? I mean, there's, there's definitely some situations where that makes sense. I think that's a minimum. Definitely a minimum. You should definitely have more than that, but- So as far as the 72 hours goes, Four Patriots has a great solution. Their 72-hour kit- aptly named, is only $29, which makes it very affordable. You can get one for each member of your family, and that's a good kind of jumping off point. Keith and I, we've said it before, we personally taste tested this kit. We had everything except for the breakfast oatmeal, which we have to still do. (laughs) We've been talking about it for three, four episodes. I know. We've been very busy. Yeah. Yeah. But ultimately, we weren't disappointed. It was really, really good. Really tasty. mac and cheese was good, and the vegetable rice was good. Yeah. They make delicious food. It lasts 25-year shelf life, American-made. They give back to their community and their country, and everything is really at a very reasonable price. But it gets even better. They have offered our listeners 10% off with the code GUNEXPERIMENT10, so go check them out at 4 And I have to say, like you and I, don't they're not throwing free food at us or anything, but I definitely plan on on taking advantage yeah. and using my own discount code and, and buying some of that stuff. So you and I have both talked about it. Anyway, we're going to get into this thing. Tonight's guest co-host is no stranger to the show, and he's back to chop it up with us. Please welcome Jake Dwyer from the 1911 Syndicate. Jake, how you doing? Good. I like to think that uh, if we were in person, people would be throwing like panties at us right now, <laughs> and you know we'd be signing babies' foreheads, and <laughs> yeah, crowd would be going nuts. You know? I, I like to think I'm a panty dropper. <laughs> So we had you guys on a yep. while ago. You and Chris, your your uh, partner in crime, were both on the show. We interviewed you guys. Mm-hmm. And Chris was on the show a second time. So he came on chopping it up a second time. Uh, I don't know why I didn't call you. I called him. And it, apparently, according to you, he gets that a lot. Chris gets called to join shows and you don't. Is that true? No one calls me. No one calls me. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. Uh, so that was the one time that he came on solo and then i said hey do you want to come on in what are we in june uh going into june and he was like yeah sure and he's like "Uh, it's right around my birthday but you know uh it should should work and i was like does jake want to come on and he's like "Uh, yeah i'll run it by him and then i called you about something separate and i was like hey are you coming on the show and you're like what the fuck are you talking about i don't know i don't know anything about a show (laughs) and uh i said listen just come on the show and it turns out you saved the day because he bailed and you're here i'm here you're here so he ain't the, here, I'm here. From now on, when those shows come a calling, you tell them that you are the lifesaver, that you're the one who you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So. I'm the guy. Yep. I'm the guy you call. He did have kind of a good reason, though. <laughs> but uh, you're killing him. Awesome. I, I didn't do it. <laughs> Hold on. Jake, Keith Keith's apparently can't handle Google screen. I told you or, I can't handle any of this. You really are struggling. It just, it just started playing. Oh, my God. Quit right. fucking around. I'm not. Anyway. Um, so, well, thank you for saving the day. I appreciate that. 
You bet. Yeah. There's one other thing I want to talk about that you and I had a conversation about. So you told me that you're not a big fan of kids. I'm not. Yeah. I, I, that's a fair, that's a fair statement. Well, okay. And then I, and my response was you were like, well, they're fine, but like, just not for me kind of a thing. And, and I said, as long as you're not like going around, like intentionally punching babies, I think you're fine. <laughs> that's right? the line. That's, I mean, that would, that'd yeah. be fucked up. Uh, right. It's I mean, fair. Yeah. We Maybe the baby that. deserved it. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't go there, but did you said something over text that I would like a clarification? You said you not a big fan of kids, but you, you sponsored a little league team. Oh, that was nice of you. Why did you do that? <clears throat> um, well, th- 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 this is like a confessional at, at this point. Okay. Sure. <laughs> so I'm not a, I'm not a great person. I know that I try to be decent, but I'm not a great person. And, uh, so I sponsored a youth baseball team purely out of spite. It had <laughs> nothing to do with, with helping these children. We, we, we received comments on our, uh, YouTube channel and they're consistent, which is, you know, my kids were in the room when, when you guys dropped that F bomb or, or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, one, your kids are going to hear it at, at some point anyway. So just, yeah. let's just go ahead and yeah, just blame me. spun up to the way the world works. Uh, two, <laughs> If you got a problem with it, why your kids in the room? But I always comment back to these people because I like to troll trolls. It's like a hobby of mine to to troll the troll, <clears throat> and I always comment back to them. I'm like, hey, look, this is a family friendly show. We've got a lot of a lot of families that sit around the TV at night and and watch our channel, which is uh, mostly a lie with a few exceptions. But um, one day I got I got a knock and uh, at the door, and they're like, hey, we're raising money so that these uh, you know kids can go play baseball ironically in New York at some big uh, thing that's happening over there. I don't know much about it. I didn't ask many questions. They asked me if we wanted to sponsor a baseball team. And I said, I am absolutely in. And I told them (laughs) right there on the spot. I said, look, I am not doing this for any, (laughs) anything other than to prove a point. And I'm going to talk about it and tell people that I sponsor a a youth baseball team out of spite. (laughs) And uh, my demand was that I got to pick the mascot, uh, which I did. What was it? And uh, I don't know if they, um, well, I wanted to keep it, you know, I named them the dogs. The dogs. Okay? Not a particular type of dog, yeah. just the dogs. I like that. And um, so I don't know how they, they're doing. I don't even know if they. If did they go, did they play in Cooperstown? Yes, that. Yeah, Co- yeah. Cooperstown, the baseball hall of fame is there. It's It's in upstate New York. It's a big deal. It's beautiful. <clears throat> it's beautiful. Yes, it's, that. Yeah, it's, that's where they're going. Yeah, yeah, it's not New York City. It's the beautiful part of New York City. Oh, yeah. Of New it's York, a nice, know? small, little, like, old town. Remember how you and I were talking about, like, old-timey kind of stuff? That's, like, an old-timey yeah, kind of a that, town. Yeah. You know, it's, like, old baseball, yeah, memorabilia so, stuff. Yeah, that's and, what it is. Yeah, very yeah, they, cool. they have a beautiful <sighs> Little League baseball fields that are, like, state-of-the-art. They're really nice. So I, I, originally started, well, I originally started writing this show up, and I was anticipating... Uh, you and Chris being on, although I did know you were going to be on and he might jump in later, uh, but this couldn't be more perfect. So you are not a big <laughs> fan of kids and it turns out Al Pacino, 83 years 83 old, 83 years old is having a fucking baby. In his defense, he did not think Ever. he could impregnate a woman. I mean, I think men can it, do that forever. It's incredible. He thought he couldn't. Well, he yeah. asked for a DNA. Oh, and test. she's 29, by the way. Oh, yeah. yes. That's yeah, the, that's the important that. she's part. 29. Is she hot? And, and hot. Is she hot? Yeah, oh, yeah. She's hot. Can you pull up a picture? She's of her? probably on this. She's gotta be. 
at I this point, she's enough. just riding out the clock. You know, she's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm well, riding out daddy's clock here, and I think you know, so. I'll be doing all right. I did read that she's she's not an actress, but she's involved in the movie scene. You know, like she's she's involved in that. So yeah, I mean, I think it makes makes perfect sense for her, right? So like, like I, I I support this. It, it's <laughs> that's can you the kid is gonna be like two. When it's dad croaks, it's going to grow up having to figure out, like, it's not that my dad died of anything bad. My dad was just old as shit when he had me. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm going to have to go watch all of his movies to figure out who my dad but, was. But look at is, the movies he gets to watch. Is it me or does she look a little <laughs> like AOC? A little bit. A little Scarface, bit. Oh, really? Godfather. Any Given Sunday. Any Given Sunday is a great one. Devil's Advocate. You said The Godfather? I did say The Godfather. Yeah. All yeah. of them. All of them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got a great catalog there. So, <clears throat> all right. I, full disclosure: I don't know if like the, if our listeners even know this, but I have been accused of. Uh, so I call it um, parenting 2.0 or rebooting. So I had a a, a little girl, a daughter, uh, with a girlfriend when I was about 21 years old, and her mom and I never we didn't stay together, but we raised her together and we tried to be amicable. Um, and she's now a full grown adult and she, you know, lives she's a full on, grown baby, lives on her own and <laughs> pays her own bills. And I have two little kids. So I like rebooted. You, you did Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. I, so I kind of did Al Pacino, but then I heard this and I'm like, this isn't even close to my <laughs> level. Like I, I'm not even on his level. This is crazy. You're half Al Pacino's age. Yeah. yeah. You know, what's, way more what's man pretty than I interesting. I saw that article and. I, I'm almost positive what I'm about to say is correct, which is apparently Robert De Niro also just went through this at yes. 79. Yes. yes. So I actually pulled up a which young is just pic- like, dude, Pacino and De Niro, like having kids. Guys, this, is, this is legit. Listen, I'm excited that like they're going after it at that age. Like, yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Right. I mean, listen, you know, any given Sunday. Bill's do a lot. Any given Sunday. Um, all right. So I, my wife was in the room when I was looking at this article and she was like, oh, Al Pacino. And I'm like, well, you're looking at like old Al Pacino, right? I was like, but like, have you seen like Godfather, like Michael Corleone? Like, have you seen that? And she was like, she goes like, I think the Nero was probably better looking. And so I pulled up a like relatively similar in age, young De Niro and young Al Pacino. What do you think more girls think? Who do you think they think was more attractive in their younger? I couldn't tell you. No idea? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. So you'd have to, yeah, you'd have to go like taxi driver De Niro and like, uh, Godfather Pacino. Yeah. Man, my I, my, I my say, wife, I my wife chose life, Pacino. My, my wife chose De Niro for the record. So she's more of ta- more taxi. De Niro's a better looking old man, but I think Pacino is a better looking young man. I would agree with that as, and as straightly as I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. All right, so I mean, now we're just talking about old men screwing and having babies. So Keith, <laughs> let's get into some gun stuff. So I wanted to talk about uh, an article that I had come across from uh, Wink News. I have no idea who they are; it just kind of popped up. I don't don't ever ask me where I find these things; they just kind of come up. You are the master, though. <clears throat> I'm like Keith. We need ten articles by tomorrow, and the next thing I know, I have like thirty. I, I don't know where I where I find them, honestly. So uh, this. Um, Company that's out there, uh, what is the name of the company? I'll find it here in a second. But they um, are looking to develop a software that will keep your locked guns safe, but in a way where it'll alert you if it moves. 
So you can um, you can basically you know have a firearm that's in a locked cabinet. Like recently, uh, one of the mass shootings. I can't remember which one, but the parents said the the, the firearm was locked and safely secured. And the kid got a hold, and of the it. kid got a hold of it. It was the one where he the kid got it and shot his teacher. He was that was elementary, six year, elementary school kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Virginia. I think it was Virginia. Um, gun alert is the name of the, the company and it's a safety device for gun owners. And as soon as it's moved, you get an alert. So they, you know, demoed this thing and, and showed it out. It doesn't need Wi-Fi to be tracked, um, uses cellular technology. So m- much bigger range of, of uh, coverage. It kind of looks like a, like, you know, when you go and buy a gun and it comes with that stupid cable lock, the padlock. Yep. It kind of looks like mm-hmm. that, but instead of the padlock, it has this like techie device. Correct. Right? Correct. Um, so you know, it kind of was a little... another way that you could do this. What's yep. that? It's called an air tag. Well, yeah, I guess. Except... Could get an air tag and put it into the grip of your rifle, and then you just know if it moves. Problem solved. That's true. In like an AR, that would actually work. Yeah, in an AR, that would... Yep. It's probably a lot cheaper, too. I don't know what the cost of this uh-huh. one is. I didn't see it, but they, they have... Uh, um, they've had some success with it. And, uh, you know, they gave uh, some examples of, you know, some instances of guns that were stolen last year in, in the Charlotte area in North Carolina, 516 and 2022 and 565 in 2021. And, you know, in all those cases, if you had the software, they would know where it was and they could let you go. What was cool with this thing was you could take a picture of your gun and the serial number. Right. And if it were to get stolen, let's say, you can give the police that picture along with this tracker and they, they can they basically go, go, go to the house and just go get, you know, it. go get it and do what they got to do. So I'm on the fence, obviously, you know, about this. I, I, it sounds reasonable. It's definitely not, not reasonable. Um, but I feel like as gun owners, we're always skeptical well, because of big brother and <clears throat> what the average gun owner, they say has three firearms. What about the ones that are above average? Yeah. And, uh, how many would I have to, you know, if I'm required to have this on every one of my firearms? Well, it doesn't say required, right? No, that, it doesn't. That, 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 the article doesn't even talk about that, but that's instantly where my mind goes right. when we talk about anything that's reasonable. Like, it's yeah. a reasonable software. I I, I don't have any real objection to it. Well, that's like vault right? Like, vault is like kind of the Gucci version of this, but like vault and uh, Jake, you're, I feel like you're a lot more Gucci than I am, but you you chime in if if I'm off base here. But vault makes kind of Gucci gun stuff, gun safes, and they're very techy. Like if it gets moved, it, it notifies you. If the you know humidity drops a certain level, it notifies you. So that's kind of like the higher level of this. And I don't even think twice about that. But it's this is so bad to say. Anytime people start talking about like gun safety in terms of like stopping things it makes me go like but are you trying to stop me from doing legal things because i just am so suspicious now maybe it's because we're in new york jake like do you feel that are you always kind of suspicious of like everything honestly i i i think in you know a, a quote free state um we're a lot more chill about this stuff yeah i think it's us. like you know you, you'll you know your buddy's going out to shoot this weekend and you're like, Oh, you know, come, come borrow a couple things. If you want to take them out, like you don't really care. Like, <laughs> you know, cause there's no, I mean, I don't know if you guys do, you know, have to do like transfers for private party sales and all that kind of stuff. You know, we don't have to do any of that. It's I mean, just, you know, but you must get a little like, you must get a little like sketchy sketched out when like 
they start talking about, you know, like the bump stock stuff, which we'll talk about later, but like things that affect like nationally, that's got to kind of get on your, on your radar. Oh, bit. for sure. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, all the, the you know, pistol brace stuff. I mean, all this stuff. I mean, that that's all a shit show when it comes to tracking stuff. I don't know. I'm I, like, for me, that's not really on my radar of something that okay. I'm okay. You know, well, so yeah, it didn't really, didn't really matter to me. I'm going to go off topic, but I'm going to wrap it around in a second. So who was the shooter that I think it was the Indiana, the kid who like stopped the mall shooting. Yep. It was Do you remember his name? Was it Elijah? <clears throat> yeah. Elijah something. Yeah. So like, is it just me or like when I, when I'm in a gas station, when I'm pumping gas, when I'm in a restaurant, I'm not paranoid and I'm certainly not having delusional daydreams about being a hero, but I do sort of like look and be like, if someone were to come in and go for the register, here's some things I might do. I might head out the back door. I might get like, in my truck and drive off. Right. <laughs> Am I the only one that does that as a gun owner? Sometimes I do that. Uh, no, I, I, I mean, you know, for me, it's, 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 it's fundamentals that I, I think there's like fundamentals. And then there's like the hardcore guys that are like, they're walking in, they're looking, you know, yeah. checking everyone's hands. Everything. It's like dude, checking the bathrooms oh, before they get like, their slim gym. I'll give you a prime example. So I thought, and maybe I'll get ridiculed for this, but I thought that this was really, really stupid. So my, um, my mom takes like an active shooter class, you know, as one of those, like, you know, workplace, they bring in like yeah. some instructor to get, teach an active shooter class. And, and the instructor said, so my mom called me cause she was excited that she got this pro tip. And I was like, mom, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> the tip was this, the guy said, you know, military background, which doesn't really matter one way or another. But, um, he basically said, you know, one of the preventative things that I do is anytime I'm in public, my phone automatically goes on vibrate because I'm not going to be the guy that's in an active shooter situation and we're trying to hide. And then my text message goes off and I get shot because of that. Yeah. And I'm like, hang on. This is really fucking stupid to me. Like you're going to live your an entire existence with your phone on vibrate, not hearing when your phone goes off because <laughs> you're afraid of the one chance that the active shooter hears your text go off. Like, come on, man. Yeah. I mean, that's the guy who's making his living kind of like giving those tips. And so he has to have those tips. That's how I feel about that, you know, but right. But I think that there's a healthy degree of, Hey, when possible, if I'm going out into eat in a restaurant, especially depending on which company I'm with, Hey, I'd like to take the seat that faces the, the entrance right. to the restaurant. To, Pretty to me, that's like a fundamental, Pretty common go, fundamental. Hey, look, this isn't all yeah, like this isn't altering anyone's night or anything. I'm not freaking out. I just think, hey, as the one who's armed here, I'd like to see where the people come in. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, that's that's my favorite line. And, uh, I'm the only one that's armed in this group, so move it over. <laughs> and I'll go a step further. I've walked into social situations where like people beat me to it. Like we showed oh, yeah. up, and I'm not going to ask people to move. Like you know what I mean? Like I'm. Well, if it's me, you're not going to ask me. <laughs> I mean, because you have a gun, so I'm fine. <laughs> exactly. Be like, let him fucking take the rap. Uh, which actually takes me to another point. So, like the the Indiana kid, the mall shooter, and or sorry, mall hero, we'll call him. Yep. And you know, like we're facing the door, we're doing some basic fundamentals, as Jake said. I think that guy was getting lunch. Yeah, <laughs> he was in the food like, court. He was like a like a pant like a was the pant express express getting free sample exactly, <laughs> and so but like there's times and Keith, you and I have talked about this. I have come to the conclusion, and again, maybe this is a anti-gun state thing and not so much for you, Jake, but like, I'm really not getting involved in shit. Like, no, unless, I, unless, I, it's, I, unless it's my umbrella of like my family, family or like close friends. You know what I mean? Like, I'd like to think if you and I are together, like we might be, you know, Butch and Sundance. Well, I got to hurry up because, you know, you're going to outrun me. 
You'd be a good shield. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I could cover two of you. I you think. really could. <laughs> but so I have like, I often think like, what, what would I intervene in and what would I not? Right. Well, it turns out I'm not intervening in fucking shit because Lululemon <laughs> fucking, can we, let's, let's first hear about Lululemon. Play me some Chris Rocky. All right. Lululemon. We don't support racism, sexism, discrimination, or hate. They sell $100 yoga pants. $100 yoga pants. They hate somebody. (laughs) (laughs) They hate the poor. (laughs) $100 yoga pants. No, 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 correction. They don't sell $100 yoga pants. They sell $100 non-racist yoga pants. I think I speak for the entire audience tonight when I say most people in this crowd would prefer a pair of $20 racist yoga pants. (laughs) So first of all, that special was great. Have you seen the whole special? I have not. It's really good. And the reason for playing it was... Yes. So the reason is, so we're talking about uh, doing the right thing and stopping the bad guys and all this stuff. Well, there was a uh, store theft in Lululemon where these three masked guys come in and they grab a handful of $100 non-racist yoga pants and they run out the door to a car that's already running. They put the stuff in there (laughs) and they come back. They walk back in and the- They were like, that was too easy. Let's go get some more. The assistant manager and another employee- we're like, no. They're like, no, 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 no. You cannot come back in here. You have to go. And they just were like, screw you. Like, we're, we're, we're doing what we want to do. And they just started basically like stealing more shit. And so basically, you know, they called the police. They were captured. It was a felony robbery, all this other stuff. And you would think that like these were like, I mean, I don't want to say they weren't like heroes, but they did they did something brave. They tried to stand up to the to the bad guys, whatever. And they got fired for it. So Lululemon has a zero. Fired for what? Okay, here it is. Lululemon has a zero tolerance policy for chasing or physically engaging with suspected robbers. And it says, or the girl, the, the manager said, or assistant manager, we are not supposed to get in the way. You kind of clear a path for whatever they're going to do. And then after it's over, you scan a QR code. And that's it. We've been told not to put in any notes because that could scare other people. We're not supposed to call the police, not really supposed to talk about it, not supposed to do anything. And so they were fired, which is just like mind blowing to me because it's like, and man, I keep going down this way. Like our society is just falling apart. Like since when do we like not support the good guy, you know? I, I mean, it, I guess it, 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 there's a chronic weakness that is just being not only allowed, but like encouraged. Yeah. And that is, I mean, truthfully, that's a scary thing to me for, for the health of the United States to go. We are literally encouraging weakness. Like what is, what is going on here? So there's a guy, um, who was I listening to? I think it was. There's this guy, his name is called, his name is like Ray Cash. He's like an ex-military guy. I don't even, I don't know much about him, but he was doing this diatribe where he was talking about like, you know, men, <clears throat> like if you're a man and you see a woman being like harassed, like you're, you 
owe it to yourself as a man to like step in and like help a def- like a woman who's having trouble. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I agree with that 100%. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what's going to happen. This is the kind of shit that's going to happen. <laughs> like they're encouraging you to not ever help someone in need. It's like, it's crazy. And I, I kind of look at this, like the policy is kind of like a bank policy of like, if they're going to, if someone's going to rob a bank, like just give them the money, like they don't want anybody getting hurt. And that's kind of their policy is they, they just don't want anybody getting hurt. But in this case, nobody did get hurt. So you know. yeah, they broke a policy. Maybe you say, hey, you broke our policy in the future, please don't do that. But you know, here's a free pair of uh, $100 non-racist yoga pants because you did the right thing, you know? I don't know. It's like no exceptions can be made. Like this is this is the country we live in now. It's sad. Yeah, it's 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 not good. It's 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 really not good. It's almost one of those in the category for me of like existential threats to the U.S. is literally our own weakness. It's like yeah, <laughs> yeah, Russia's bad. You know, China could pop off. It's like yeah, yeah, I, I got all that. Like that. That's like macro. You know, big picture global shit. Right. You go, look internally. We have turned into a bunch of weak asses that are being encouraged to be weak asses, which is part of like when we were texting the other night, I'm just like, hey, I'm going the opposite direction in life. I'm going the opposite of progression. I'm going <laughs> I'm going old school with it. Like, uh, uh-uh. I'm not adapting to this new shit. I'm saying, nope, I'm, I'm staying 50 years in the past. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, I, I agree. And like, it's funny because I found the article funny to an extent probably because I was thinking about Chris Rock, if I'm yeah. honest, but it really is Lemon. sad. It really is. It really is sad. All right. Well, well, I need to be cheered up. I want to talk about something more positive. So uh, I want to do our carnivore conversation. Yeah. That's always positive. Yeah. Carnivore conversation. So Jake, you said you're a big uh, meat eater. Uh, I hunt. I love red meat. Keith is a amateur butcher. Yeah. I try, I try I, to be. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I wanted to talk about your guide to steaks. So okay. I, I did. So for anyone listening, uh, there's always links to all these articles. This There is a link here to different cuts of steak, which Keith has up on the big board right now. Uh, not that, you know, you've probably heard of most of these, but I'm a big fan. I haven't done it in a long time of going to like the really nice steakhouses in the city. So I've been to Smith and Walensky's. I've been to Peter Luger's, yep. uh, Ruth's Chris. Yep. Uh, you know, all those, all those places. And Peter Luger's, I think if I had to pick is my favorite. They are pretty high up there. Yeah, I like them a lot. Um, and my steak of choice would be a porterhouse. And in particular, when I go with someone who eats rare like I do, a porterhouse for two. Sure. So porterhouse, mm. to my understanding, is basically the same as a T-bone, but it's got a little bit more filet on it. So to be considered a porterhouse, the filet has to be two-thirds the size of the strip. Okay. That's the technical. That's the technical term. Right. So, but I am right that it is bigger than the T-bones fillet. Correct. But it's just. But a T-bone is the same. You just get a smaller piece of tenderloin. And cheaper. Right. It's it's, it's Uh, yeah. It's cheaper cut because you don't get as much tenderloin. Yeah. So what is the? I think I know the answer, but I want to hear you. What is the purpose? They say that the steak for the porterhouse for two is up is better. You should go that. It's just a thicker cut, like a thicker cut of steak, and and um, obviously towards the bigger end of that cut that that. That rib. Okay. Okay. What do you like? My personal favorite is a ribeye. Uh, I'm just, I I like the uh, the ribeye cap, that little curved piece at the top. It's mm-hmm. actually called a deckle. 
believe it or not. He's a dickle. <laughs> I said dickle. <laughs> it's a dickle. And uh, if you got a really good butcher, if you get a whole, if you buy the whole rib or if he's willing to do this, you can get the just the cap, which is uh, out. It's like a the best piece of skirt steak or flat like you've ever had. And then you take the middle piece and you get like, um, uh, what do they usually call those? Like, um, I'm sorry, like, uh, they'll call them like uh, eye rounds or something like that. Okay. You know? I don't like super lean. I like a little bit of fat, or, a little like marbling. Like I, I like that. Yeah, ribeyes and porterhouses both have some good marbling. Yeah, Jake, what what's your favorite cut? Um, man, okay, so, so Keith, I got questions for you. So uh, I've, I was historically kind of a fillet guy, and then I've migrated towards a uh, New York strip guy. I don't even entirely know why. Yeah, I liked the New York strip when I was younger until I realized that the porterhouse was bigger because I, I do have a big appetite. But the filet, it is good, but I don't, and tell me if I'm wrong, it's not as marbled. No, no, it's 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 not. It's a ten, it's yeah. just a tender muscle. So I, that's it's like one, a backstrap. Think of it like a, on a deer. Yeah, you that's know? one reason I don't like it is there's, it's not a lot of like fat or marbling in there. No, but they're delicious if they're cooked right. And the other reason is that they're typically small. And yeah, but that's just... That's just a restaurant. Like yeah. I bought, oh, I bought two whole tenderloins from my butcher, and then I trimmed them up. And you can have a tenderloin the size of a porterhouse if that's what you want. Right. <laughs> oh, and the bottom no about a fillet though. Wow, yeah, I'm sorry, that. you can have a fillet, a tenderloin. Yeah, a fillet is just a tenderloin. I, I, that's what I just call it. Got it. Um, you can, so, you can cut. Here's my question. Yeah, yeah obviously, you'd, you'd have a question. Sorry. Well, here's what I want to know because I'm always in the pursuit. You know, I'm, I'm like the sad guy in the restaurant orders for one, right? And typically <laughs> I, I, you know, make my own dinner at night. It's kind of like my, my evening ritual, pour myself a drink, you know, make some dinner. So, but I I don't have a grill, which is kind of embarrassing to say as a man, but don't I, I don't need a grill to I make a great a steak. Right. And I believe that to be true, right? So I'm just stovetopping it. So okay. how do you typically do like a stovetop steak? Okay. I mean, this will work for a filet or a porterhouse or just a New York strip. If that's what you're doing, you can do it any, but you got to have a cast iron skillet. And um, I usually put like a couple tablespoons of butter and um, just to oil, uh, really just oil the pan first. So I, I guess actually I'm, 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 I'm starting wrong. I, I would tell you just to like, oil or butter the pan a little bit first just so the steak doesn't stick too much. And then you're going to sear uh, your steak at a very high temperature, like get that that fat, flat, um, that cast iron skillet up to like 400 degrees and um, sear it on both sides for like, I don't know, how do you like your steak? you like it medium rare or? Like a medium like guy, a, but it, this medium. is the balance that I've never figured out. I just well, you, shit all the way through on medium because I've never figured out this whole sear thing. Well, you, what do I do after that? So you need a thermometer. Do you have an instant read thermometer? You, you need to have a thermometer. I do. So as long as you have an instant read thermometer, you can make this happen. You sear it on both sides for literally just get that crust, however long it will take you to get that crust. It really shouldn't take you more on the first side, which is always going to be your presentation side because when you heat this skillet up to 400 degrees, the first side to hit that skillet is going to be the hottest. So that's going to be your presentation side. So that's going to be your crispiest side. Do you turn it a quarter to get the grill marks to, you can't do that on a cast iron. Okay. Uh, you can do that on a grill. 
use a flat or do you use a ridge? I use a flat cast iron skillet. I guess if you had a ridge one, you could possibly mm. do that. Okay. Um, but, you know, minute, minute and a half on each side, probably at that temperature, you, you shouldn't need more than that. And then you add those couple extra tablespoons of butter. So you start to d- develop like a good amount of butter in this pan. And then I use rosemary. Uh, previously to starting the steak, you can salt and pepper it. Uh, I don't really use anything more else other than that. You can throw some garlic pepper if you want. I mean, garlic powder if you want. And then with this butter and rosemary and garlic like slurry that you've made inside the pan while you're cooking it, I generally tilt the pan on an angle to pull all that butter goodness in the, into like the crevice and then start spooning the rosemary and the butter over top of the steak, you know, continually. And you just watch your instant read thermometer at this, by this time you're turning the temperature down probably to like medium high. And you're just going to take that instant read thermometer. And for a medium, like for a rare steak, you want to take it off at like 118 degrees internal and let it rest. That is very important. You got to let it rest for at least 10 minutes. Do you tent it with, with foil? You can. I mean, you don't have to. Uh, I tend, like, if I cook in a whole uh, ribeye roast, uh, I, I will tent that because, you know, it's a big meal for a big fan, you know, big medium amount of people. But if it's just you, Jake, you're just doing it yourself, I skip the tempting. <clears throat> but definitely let it rest for 10 minutes because that's going to give. 10 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Because 118 is actually rare. But you really, it's going to carry over to like 125. You know, you can leave the thermometer in there and watch mm-hmm. it. In that 10 minutes, it's going to continue to internally cook. And that will be more towards your medium rare. If you wanted a medium, take it off at like 120, 122, and still let it rest. Letting it oh, rest is okay. very important. That lets all the juices um, reabsorb, re- re- redistribute. So when you cut it open too fast, you get the juices all over the cutting board. If you let it rest for that 10 minutes, You'll still get some juice, but not as much, and the juice will stay in the steak. Okay, so you mm-hmm. explained two things. So my one question was, when I go to a good steakhouse and I ask for rare, yeah, I like my steak rare. Me as well. It never bleeds all over. Correct. And so when I go somewhere, I, I almost don't even order steaks in restaurants anymore I don't because I, I, I mean I will, but I, I had one. one. I I had one recently at uh, the winery down the road, yeah. and I was like, man, I make a better steak at home. Yeah. Unless I'm going to those ones in the city, like the really good ones, I'm usually not going to order yeah. steak. But you just answered my first question is why doesn't it bleed? Because they're letting it reabsorb. So that's the first letting thing. Letting it rest, yeah. And, um, and then the other the other part uh, question I had for you is I know that some there's some people go by temperature and some people go by time. I know you're a temperature guy, I, right? I, I call bullshit on anyone that says time. Unless you're doing sous vide, which I do do steaks a lot sous vide, which they come out awesome too. Um, but what, what is that? That's when you cook it in water. You know, you vacuum seal it in a in a bag, and then you cook it at a given temperature that of what degree of doneness you want, and then you sear it after it's done. That's a reverse sear. Uh, that's a reverse sear. It, in that case, it's a reverse sear, but reverse sear could also be used on anything you cook in the oven, like a roast or any. And I guess you do it on a cast iron too. You just do your sear at the end. Mm-hmm. I've done both. Um, I don't really favor one over the other. I guess I, I, I guess I usually sear my steaks in the beginning just because it's easier. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't know for me, like it's just, I really have to get my rare steaks done just right. Otherwise I don't even want to eat a steak. For yeah. Me, you know, well, I, Jake, have you tried it rare or you just, you don't even, yeah. I'm, I'm not a rare. So, so I'm historically like a medium guy that yeah. from, for me and just my palate, that's kind of the sweet spot. Rare is just, uh, just a little too far for me. 
Yeah, okay. so you want to you want to cook do that process that I gave, but, but cook it to like one twenty two, one twenty five, the max, because you start getting over much over one thirty after that carryover, and that's when you're going to find yourself into that gray area, and literally the steak will be gray. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I've had that happen plenty of times. Why Why does it get gray? Overcook, overcook, overcook it. Yeah, yeah, and. For, for rare, going back to that really quick, that's really just a sear, turn it, sear, and then you're really not cooking it long, right? No, you're not going to cook it very long, but I don't like to give times when I give people this because I'm not a time guy. Yeah. Get the instant read thermometer. You're done when it reads 118 in the middle. You say instant read. You're talking about one that stays in. And uh, you can do that. I, instant read is not necessarily one that stays in. I have a couple different types. I actually prefer a product called um, Rebecca. Got, my wife got this for me. Her name's Rebecca, everybody. Um, uh, she got that for me um, one year for Father's Day or something. And it's called Mater. And it's a portable probe. And you stick it in before you cook it has an app on your phone and you can literally it'll it'll ding when it's done so you set your temperature you set what type of steak you're cooking and anything and you get your sear like we're talking about on both sides and you just keep cooking and then you baste it like i was talking about with the rosemary and all that other butter and stuff and then it'll tell you when it's time to come off and rest and then you it gives you a a timer for the rest that's awesome so you know tell you when it's time to it it actually says ready to eat i think yeah that technology there's a lot of like cool technology so but but it but easier than that, if you don't want to go get something like that, a simple instant read thermometer, you can get them at like any any cooking type store. I think Bed Bath and Beyond, those that yep. are still open, <laughs> that are not closed out, has them. But they're it's a thermometer that even the analog ones, right? The, the analogs are fine too. Digital ones, I'm talking an analog one. Digital ones are fine. But instant read in 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 I guess by definition is. Like within seconds of putting it in, it will come up to the temperature that it's that it's at. <clears throat> Man, there, there was a lot there. That was good. You did a good job. Oh, thank you. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. I like my steak. <laughs> <laughs> well, before and, and I've just been doing. I, I, you know, you mentioned me being an amateur butcher. I just, I, I, I don't know. I was interested in this. I, I met a, a a very good friend of mine now, about twenty years ago, who is a is a butcher. He recently retired. And uh, he taught how to be a butcher and some other things at the Culinary Institute of America, which is near us. And um, I just walked into his shop one day, some young kid, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I was asking a bunch of questions. And he's like, man, he's like, you you, you interested in this? And I was like, yeah, kind of. And he's like, well, come on back here. And he just started teaching me stuff. And over the years, he's he's taught me how to French bone a, a rib roast. So you get that that like a tomahawk steak, yeah, yeah. you know, I know how to do that. The lollipops. Yep. I, he, I dry age my own steaks. Now he's taught me how to do that. I One made, of the wow. first things you ever gave me when we first met was a package of uh, prosciutto. No, I was, that was, you were taking the words out of my mouth. He taught me how to make prosciutto, which that Jake is like, that's 18 months. <laughs> that's a really, Oh wow. <laughs> that's a real, that's the minimum. Wow. I, I like, I like mine to go about 24 months, but it's a long, long wow. wait. <laughs> Keith spent 24 months. He gave it to me for Christmas. It was gone by uh, that afternoon. <laughs> yeah. It literally is something I laugh at because I always Man. tell people it's literally something that goes from $2 and 50 cents a pound to 25 99 when you're all done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and he's just, he, yeah. uh, I mean, head cheese. I made head cheese with him. He wow. taught me how to debone a duck and a chicken and a turkey and we made a turducken, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So he's just, you know, Mark, if you're listening, he's, he's just, he's, he's the aces. He's, he's just taught me a ton over the years. So That's cool. You know, well, we're, we're pretty predictable, uh, creatures, us, us men, you, you get us talking about meat and I mean, I'm, I'm captivated right now. Listening <laughs> about dry aged meats. Like, well, this is incredible. Keith, Keith and I, uh, so, uh, 
You can you can dry age a piece of meat at home. It's it's really not yeah. hard. You need some uh, cheesecloth and uh, a refrigerator that isn't quite refrigerator temperature. A little warmer than refrigerator temperature, but but it can be done. Yeah. No, I I agree with you though. I mean, we definitely have like when I was talking to you the other day, Jake. You're like guns, bourbon, meat, meat. It's like I'm like yeah. I'm like and it, what's funny is when you find people that kind of have those same things it's exactly what you just said like you, you yeah i mean i, I pork excited. like i've given you bacon like i i yeah. love doing all that stuff well like, that's so my favorite part I was about to say i hunt keith got his first deer this year yep. and one of my favorite parts about hunting isn't actually the hunting it's the like weeks leading up to i start watching like there's a couple mm-hmm. of guys on youtube that i watch that i like and i start looking at like new recipes and i start looking at like you know new new butchering techniques and i, I get excited just yeah. like thinking about i got introduced that what lme is it lme lmi lem lem sorry i got introduced to that this year that place is like a dream for yeah. hunters you yep. know yep yep so anyway i want to move on but before we do i want to talk briefly about on-site firearms training we've been working with them for two years now and i'm always blown away by their course catalog not only do they have great curriculum themselves but they also bring in the best guest instructors from all around the country. I promise if you're out there and they're in your area, you will find a course to meet your needs. So check them out and get trained by the same outfit that trains Big Keith and I. And so moving on and away from me, although I think we could have probably continued that a little bit, uh, let's get back into some gun talk here. So uh, I wanna talk a little bit about the Firearms Policy Coalition Pistol Brace Injunction. So. This is out, and this is not new. This is kind of old, a bit of old news, but yep, we so, talked about it on the show already. Yeah, so this is out of the Fifth Circuit, and the injunction was put in place. Rebecca, at, Rebecca Chief or Justice Rebecca, something was I don't remember. Uh, Sorry, don't worry. I remember you it. saying her name, but I can't remember yeah. her name. Um, so basically, what came out was that anybody named in the uh, in the case was covered, meaning any of FPC's members were covered. And then there was some hemming and hawing about, well, you know, uh, does that include new members or is it just old members? And then they said that they believed it was new members and <laughs> and they were like, join FPC for- So 20, you can have one. $20 and then the next day it was $30. And there's been a, so <laughs> there has been a little bit of mudslinging on these guys because I'm just going to say it. We've had we've had a member of FPC on the show, and I'm not trying to be a, a dick or anything, but I get their emails, and I'm on there. I, I follow them on Instagram, and they are unrelenting in their campaign to get money. It, it's man, it's is it, it's is damn, it worse than the NRA? I was just going to say it's damn near NRA. I mean, I've kind of gotten you. I've gotten I've gotten desensitized to the NRA ones, so I just. You know. I mean, I just, I, first of all, I'm a life win member. Win a car, win this. <laughs> I'm a life member of the NRA. So I don't even, I'm like, I have been there, done that. You already took enough money from me. I'm not, I'm not ever spending Well, you time. probably got a deal compared to what the life membership is now. Maybe, but uh, last night I was prepping the show and I was, I think Jake, I actually said to you, I'm like, are you cool talking about this? And you were like, yeah, like I, I know about it. And uh, Alan Gottlieb from Second Amendment Foundation texts me. And he says, uh, and Alan, if you're listening, I really do appreciate this. He texts me the article, SAF release, judge clarifies scope of injunction, and their membership is now clear, free, wow. free and clear in this injunction, as is GOA, I think I read today. So these are three big organizations. 
Um, so all members of SAF are also uh, free and clear. Free and clear at the moment. At the moment, right. and so I woke up this morning. It was it was a little late when uh, I noticed this message, and this morning. I said, thank you for sharing, Alan, congrats. Does this apply to members who join after the fact as well? Is it only for the Fifth Circuit or members nationwide? He said, yes, it applies to new members as well. It applies nationally. And I went, even New York, question mark, exclamations, yes. Get out. I said, wow, great job, Alan. We will be talking about this on the show tonight. (laughs) And he was like, awesome, thank you so much, cool. And so, but, so I know what I just said. I know I said like FPC, they're asking for money. I've never, and I'm being honest, I've never seen an email, not a, not a nothing from Second Amendment Foundation. I'm not saying they don't. Right. I'm just saying I've never gotten one. And I went on today, it's $15 for a year. And, I, and don't quote me, it's like $115 for a lifetime membership. And I'm like, Alan's been on the show a couple times now, and Moz has been on the show, and I'm like, I feel like I gotta join because they've been awesome to us. Well, and and this, and now this, and now this, yeah. So anyway, awesome job to all three, including FPC. Good win. I know there's gonna be some people that are like, oh, you know, FPC just wants your money, and it's like, well, but they are fighting a lot of these battles. So, Jake, what do you got to say about all this? Man, I, I, it, it's uh... you can shit on me, by the way. Like if you're like, oh, you shill. <laughs> no, not a not not at all. It, it's one of those where it, it's it's tough to know. What to make of all this? I, I know you, go, you can't keep track, right? Very. We go. Hey, look. I am. It, it's very much a roller coaster because you go. This is a disaster with the pistol brace thing. Like, there's a disaster. There seems to be virtually no way that it could actually be enforced in any sort of you know grand scale. You go. This is this is bad news. Then you go. Okay, this is good news that you know that. There's this, I, I assume injunction essentially means an, an exception, uh, you know, like a, an asterisk. Until I'm a further ruling, we, right, Keith? Yep. Until a further ruling. So they, they so, can okay, always okay. put a so stay I, in I, place. Okay. So you go, okay, that's, that's good. And now it's gotten applied to three groups. That's good. The, conf, the confusing part, God, I'm trying to think how to word this, but it's like, so let's say I'm not a part of that organization and I have a pistol with a pistol brace on it and mm. you are a part of this organization. You have a pistol with a pistol brace on it. So one of us is a felon. One of us is not. I know. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so confused. We have the same thing. Yeah. Like, I'm, it, it, you know, it, it, and I feel like that could be interpreted as like, oh, he takes some anti-second amendment. No, 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 no. No, like, no, I don't team. think so. I guess all I'm trying to understand is like, hey, it's good news that they got the exception. It's just very bizarre to me that it's like, I could be doing the same thing as you. I'm a felon and you're not because you gave $15 to an organization. Yeah, like, so what? two things. One, I think what bothered me about this initially was, wait a minute, why, like exactly what you just said, you said it very well why do I have to be a member of this group to be like, why can't we just say that if it's illegal or if it's legal, it's legal and it should be legal for everybody. So I, I agree with that. And that annoyed me at first, but this article kind of painted an interesting or put it in an interesting perspective. And it said it could essentially create a ripple effect. And what they said was like, if you were not in the fifth circuit and you were in I don't know. I don't know. This one says Idaho. You're in Idaho. 
and all of a sudden they find out you have a pistol brace, does it now say, well, we have to go back to this other case? Oh, well, the Fifth Circuit's, like it kind of creates a national ripple effect of the idea that mm -hmm. if it's good in the Fifth Circuit, why would it not be good in the Ninth, in the Second, in the, you know? And so ultimately these things are good. That's what this guy in the article was saying. Yes. Because of that fact. So what you're saying is correct because you're right. Why does why is it illegal for you when it's legal for somebody that happens to be a member of one of these organizations? But that could be the end game, right? And I, that's what we keep hearing from all the lawyers we have on the show is this is going to take time, but it's going to start to create these sort of. We got to make it take time because, you know, the other side might not be able to handle it if it happens too fast. That's true. I mean, I'm, I'm starting to get more positive, Keith. <laughs> I know. I think it's bullshit that yeah, I it's, say it's it like that way. The, the positive is that, hey, some big groups of people just, you know, got the, at least for now, you're okay. It's like, hey, th th that's a win. Like, that's a good thing. It's weird that everyone else is a felon, I guess, as of like today. Because, um, I mean, you think about the sheer volume of people that have no idea today they became a felon. Right. I yeah. mean, it's millions of people that have no idea they're, they're breaking law. They're going to an indoor range right now. Just going, Oh, I'm excited to go shoot my AR pistol with my kids. And it's like, Oh yeah, you're, you're a felon, sir. It's like they, they have no clue. So it's like that that's insanity, but it's good news that we got this little win. I don't really see how this thing can hold up over time. To me, it seems like I, I, I just thought the whole time there's, there's no way this holds up. Like this is going to have to break down at some point and they're going to have to reverse this. I don't know how long that period of time is, but it just seems like eventually, whether it's the Supreme Court or whatever court it gets to, it's got to go. The legal well, system is just so slow. Well, yeah, and and just to, right. I guess, reiterate a little bit, this ability now for these individuals, this group of people to have the pistol brace is a, uh, an injunction that's entitled to them because they're part of the lawsuit. But when the final decision comes out, if if the appeals does, does not work, uh or holds true and to the decision to stay that's been the injunction that's been put in place, then, then that's when it will become official for everybody. Um, but mm -hmm. I guess this group of are, is getting the lack of a better term, special treatment, um, because they're a part of the, the, the group that's, you know, well, they're the lawsuits. plaintiffs. That's what yeah. it comes down to. Yeah. Right. So it's, it'd be Simpler no, way to say it that, would thanks. be no different than if, uh, you know, a group of people were suing a class action lawsuit, correct? The, the plaintiffs that are involved in it, get the spoils, right? That's kind of yep. how it works. But yep. it's just weird because you don't see that in these types of cases typically. No, it is strange. And, so, I, I, and, and, and to like Jake's point, you know, two people standing together, one's one's a member of these three groups and the other's not, you know, it, it, yeah. is, it is strange. Yeah. It, a win either for, you know, happy for those organizations and, you know, all that good stuff like we've all said and their members, but it is, it, yeah. It is, does have to get better, though. Like you said, Jake, it's got to get overturned or something at some point because it is crazy. Yeah. All this stuff. It's, Somewhere I mean, it's bound to get overturned. It, it, it's hard for I mean, We say it all the time. It's so hard to keep up. It's so hard to, you know, to even know what's going on anymore. And like New York's the worst because we'll get a win and then like we get handed a loss and then there's, you know. And then we, you get a win and we you, get an injunction and then and they you only get stay in place. Two out of your five gift cards. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
That wound is too fresh, my friend. <laughs> I mean, the positive is you still got fresh. more than that gun was worth. I did still get more than that gun was worth. That is true. And I do have, I, I'm filing. Uh, I'm, I'm judging that gun, by the way. You, you like, should. I stayed silent when you guys were talking about that earlier, but I was also like, this motherfucker with what, that LC. Oh, wait. Why what? do you think I was, uh, why do you think I was getting rid of it? I, that, I That's why he muted you. <laughs> yeah, I, I bought it and like very shortly after buying it, well, Okay, I'll go. Okay, okay. I didn't buy it. No, <laughs> no, I bought it, but I bought it because I was like, this is like a great gun for like, hey, I'm going to the grocery store. I'll just throw it in my back pocket. That was kind of my thought. And it does disappear, nope. but it sucks to shoot. It was never, I gotta be honest, it was not reliable. So, so people that are a fan of them. I'm sorry. Not reliable. It, it wasn't. Um, I, and I finally was just like, I don't really want this, but literally it was like 200 bucks brand new. And on a trade, I probably would have got like 70 bucks. And so I was like, I can't 70 bucks. Like, it's just not worth it to get rid of it. You know, like I'll just keep it. And then they were giving $500 for any gun you turned in. And I was like, well, shit, that's more than I, that's double what I paid for it. You know? (laughs) So now you got what you paid for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, Keith, I love when you send me articles and it fires you up. And this article, for some reason, this got you going. I just, I don't Anyway, so the title of the article, <laughs> <laughs> the title of the article, it's a New York Post article. Um, <clears throat> Why bed rotting is the newest hot self-care trend for lazy Gen Zers. And I'm reading this article and I, I send it to Mike and I go, isn't this just what we used to call going to bed early or staying in bed late? Like, why is it bed rotting? Well, you were great. You're like, why do these generations rotting? need to rename things? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like you, Jake, earlier. I'm staying out 50 years. <laughs> he was, his text was like an angry, like I could hear the anger in his text. That was really how I felt. I was like, we got to rename. It, it's already named. Just. Stay in bed all day. Like, don't call it bed rotting. So it, laziness. Laziness. It's laziness. And and here's the thing. It's not exactly what you described even in your text. So it's I, when I read it, it doesn't, it's not necessarily going to bed early or, or staying no. in bed. Like, it's like, basically what it is, is like, you know, when I'm you taking those, a mental health day. I'm staying in bed all day. I'm going to watch Netflix. I'm going to watch Netflix all right? day. I'm not going to get out of bed exactly. all day, you know, but it's the same thing. Like, it's not. My wife and I were like, I'm not immune to this. There have been days where I'm like, you know what? It's raining out. It's. Kids, the kids are my parents. I just I'm feel like lay, staying in bed. I'm going to lay in bed and watch movies all day, right? We've all done it. It's not bed rotting. Right? <laughs> it's not bed rotting. It's a stupid name. It is a frigging stupid name. Why did they have to give it a name? Because I guess it's not gross. trendy enough it's to say. It's a gross name. Yeah. It is a gross It is. It sounds like, <laughs> like I think of like rotting flesh. It's, it's, it's not trendy it enough to rot. say I'm staying in bed all day. Nasty, nasty name on that one. It's so funny. I don't know what. Jake, are you like a- One girl who said, uh, what if I actually like rotting away in their bed? And she got 1.4 million views for this little video. Oh my God. I I just, it's craziness. This girl's getting all getting dressed up in a corset for her rotten bed all day. I mean, I might want to go rotten bed with her. I mean, that's kind of an interesting bed rotting outfit. outfit. That outfit is pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean- Unless I guess I'm going to ask my wife to put that on the next time we get rotting in bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jake, you seem like a motivated guy. I feel like you're probably like a, you get up early. Uh, I'm a I'm a six a.m. or whatever. Okay. That, that's kind if, of a hybrid right. of early. I guess that's yeah. respectable. That's my work schedule. My work schedule, but I, like if I'll sleep in on weekends. I'm not. I'm not. I wish yeah, I could be I'm Monday through Saturday. Okay. So you're are you a bed are you a bed 
a bed rotter? Do you ever like just sit around and like watch movies and just bed like rotter. such a dirty? Uh, you ever in, shit the bed? In bed, I don't <laughs> rot. No. Um, in bed, as soon as I wake up, like I, I'm, I'm extremely regimented. Like I, I wake up first thing I do, I you know, little, little routine, get out of bed, make up my bed. Uh, but um, the the only, day, I mean, I I work six days a week, so the only day I have off is is Sunday, and I on Sunday. I do rot, but not in my bed. I do it okay. in my little man cave, actually where I am right now, because the audio is best in here. So I hang out in my little gun room with my TV and my recliner, and this is where I rot. Gotcha. But it is not in a bed. I don't know how people just lay down all day. I, I can't. I, I would I would lose my, my mind. I, I would go nuts. Are you a bed rotter? I've I've certainly over the years had a had a few days where I've just like kind of yeah. lounged around in bed. I just don't know if I like if it's like a challenge to, to try to stay in bed all day, no, not at all. you know, like not I'll get me. up and go make a bowl of cereal. Yeah. No, for, you know what, it, for me, it's like, like, I mean, I'll just throw it out there. There's days again, like if my mom and dad are like, Hey, we're going to take the kids for, you know, whatever, take them to the park. Park's not very long, but you know what I mean? Take them out for the day. Sometimes my wife and I'll be like, you know, let's just order pizza and just, and I know this sounds like a little girl. Let's like eat a pizza in bed, just hang out, watch a Listen, movie. And like, I, I'm a firm believer. Like, you know, we work hard for what we have yep. and we have, you know, m- modest homes. I don't think they're extravagant and <clears throat> I want to hang out in my house. Like right. I got cool things in my house. I want to, <laughs> I'm, I'm a big, like those things are usually planned. What yeah. I mean by that is like, I'm not, it's not like I can't get out of bed. It's more like you want to just like, get some ramen mm. and just watch a movie and just chill. It's more like that. You know what I mean? It's, it's definitely a planned as the Gen Zers say at Netflix and chill. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm lucky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So speaking of this new generation, this, this had me, I was, I was laughing over this. This one love. I loved. Let's talk about our new generation of politicians. So this is AOC is seeing double and she's lashing out at Twitter parody accounts. So, there is a parody account of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You love saying it. I love it. I love it. You want to say sexy it? Latina. <laughs> <laughs> and so this account is, uh, you know, it's kind of like making little pot shots and it's not trying to be her. It even, it even states that it is a parody account. Yes. So they're not trying to like fool people. That That's the rules on Twitter now. As long as, as, you, it, as long as you state your parody account, you're good. And so she tweeted and she said, FYI, there's a fake account on here impersonating me and going viral. The Twitter CEO has engaged it, boosting visibility. First <laughs> off, that to me is wrong, but Zuckerberg does it. He suppresses things and boosts things. So let's, if you're going to be fair, let's be fair. It is releasing false policy statements and gaining spread. I am assessing my, with my team how to move forward. In the meantime, be careful of what you see. It says it's a parody account, and someone said it. Oh, my my, my response, the response to that was what made me laugh. Was what did they respond? Uh, to? I can't. Let me I'll go ahead and keep talking. I'm going to find it here. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here. After brainstorming, uh, after brainstorming with my staff. I'm going to push com- Congress to make it illegal to joke, laugh, or make fun of me. Parody should be illegal. <laughs> well, that was, I saw that. That was funny. And this is not in this article, but another person, clearly not a fan of her, said, well, if you would stop doing things that seem silly enough to be a parody, people wouldn't be confused. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, right? Like, if everything you do is such a joke that parody seems real, there's the problem. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And they retweeted her original. There's a fake account in person. I mean, the, the parody account 
retweeted and said, I can't believe someone would do that to us. Listen, I, I watched the video of her with the, I think it's in this article, the video of her from a while back when there were protests. Did you see that? I don't know if you saw it or not, but there, I've seen a lot of her yeah, protests. Her, so like, be more her specific. dancing and like doing this like very over the top Latina sort of a vibe. And like, she was basically like um, instigating the, the, the people that were protesting her. And She's just like so cringe to me, you know. She had a town hall uh, re- recently, very recently. A town Didn't go hall. well. It did not go well. She got lit up over the the illegal immigrant situation. I'm always so amazed at the way that the, it, these town hall things that these local you know politicians have. They don't go well, but yet they get reelected. Like she was reelected. Well, did you see what she She's did? She's got 13 million followers. 13 million followers because of what she, they do. So she had this horrible town hall meeting it went fucking south and then at the end right it obviously clears out and the next day she tweets and says what a productive town hall meeting thank you for you know for coming and all your positive supportive comments well that's not what happened but all the millions of people who read the tweet go wow like she had an awesome town hall meeting and everyone supports her and no one does their own homework you say that all the time yeah and that's the problem is like all she has to do is tweet or put out post out saying that it was a great town hall meeting and people are like, wow, she's she really, had, well, she's, she's out there in a town hall meeting and people are listening to her. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> is she in New York? Is yes. She, is yeah. She, uh, Queens. Guys, Queens. You, you got to talk to someone, man. Like, <laughs> they don't listen don't to us. Not, not down there, Jake. Who you guys got to talk to. Yeah. Queens is, uh, going to go do like a two man protest. Go, go find three fingers. Muldoon. <laughs> yeah. Th- this is unacceptable for New York. To have that chick running shit. Uh, 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 she was I, a bartender. Yeah, she, she was a. Bartender. She like stumbled into this job. I, I you know, I, I don't want to go on air quoting what my memory is of what I heard about how she got the job, but it doesn't sound like it. Just sounded like she was in the right place at the right time. But I, I don't know it to be true. Mm. So, yeah. So Jake, we're gonna head on out of here, but before we do, uh, anything you want to bring up about 1911 Syndicate? Any kind of uh, kind of give you the last word? Anything coming up? Anything you want to kind of push? No, honestly, man, we're just we're just kind of doing our thing. We're uh, trying to do. Do you want to wear your cool knives? Collabs. Yeah, your knives. Um, man, we're not even. I, I'm doing them for local people, but uh, you know, for nationwide. Uh, we're, we're, we're for anyone listening who's like, what the fuck are they talking about? But we're technically a real estate business that works with like, uh, you know, mill LE guys, gun guys, stuff like that. And we kind of do it all, all over the country, but yeah, we're doing like special, uh, bourbon blends for, for outside of Utah clients. My, my personal Utah clients, we, we make knives for them and, and shit like that. So yeah, man, it's, uh, the 1911 city is basically my, um, it's it's me, a degenerate with no one to tell him what he can and can't do. It's like a kid. If you gave him a little bit of money when he was eight, and you were like, "Go run a business." That's exactly how I run my business. It's kind of fun, right? <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, I just buy guns and alcohol, and it's great. How about any uh, YouTube content coming up? You got any anything interesting coming up on that? Oh, tons. Uh, oh, Keith, you'll like it. Next week we've got a uh, the new Nighthawk that just came out. Oh. Um, uh, Sig Spear LT. After that, we've got uh, EOTech's new 
Night Vision emitter that no one knows. Oh, oh I want to see that. That's cool. Keith has been like real I hot want one. He's been hot and horny on that I, thing. I think I'm going to buy one as soon as but I can. But it's not out. Like, I, I mean, I had to like turn some tricks, uh, you know, in an alley to get that thing out here. <laughs> yeah, me. well, but, um, I, I'm ready. As soon as it's on sale, I'm ready. I think I want that. I want one bad. I, I, I can already tell you as, as soon as you can find one, which is, is I mean, they're, they're not out yet. Um, it'll, it'll be probably early next year, but as soon as you can find one, a hundred percent order that thing. They're, well, they're gonna I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Thing. How, how far away is that going to be aired? It's on the Spear LT. So we blended in the EOTech OGL into the Spear LT. So okay. it's two weeks out. Okay. Two weeks. I'll keep an eye out. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. A lot of cool stuff coming. Yeah. We're always working on stuff. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, I think that'll do it for this episode. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and a very special thanks to Jake for hanging out with us and chopping it up. Be sure to check out all of their amazing content at the 1911 Syndicate on YouTube. If anyone out there has any opinions or thoughts on tonight's conversation, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or Discord and let your voice be heard.